This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. How excited are you for the draft? This is your time of the year. Yeah, very excited. Um, You know, a lot of work goes into this, so this is the culmination of things. And I kind of think by this point, for the most part, everyone's done their you know, done, hopefully done their homework and their scouting. And so at this point, it's just putting together whatever projects you have and, you know, recaps after the draft. And yeah, I guess getting ready for a free agency and summer league. But um, as someone that covers and follows the NBA and is, you know, lives here along Tobacco Road, this is um, like, I don't know, this is an important uh, well, week ahead here. Oh, there's, there's no question about it. I, so I, I dealt with the two Duke players real quick about them. Um, which one is more likely to be a lottery pick? I mean, at this point, it seems like, uh, I don't know if you saw the the mock draft that Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN put out yesterday, but he had Dariq Whitehead at, at 30, which is like a little hard to believe unless Dariq's medicals are like, you know, really problematic. But right. I just can't imagine him slipping Flipping that far, I still think Dariq is a, is a lottery talent. My hope is it's the answer. To this is still Dariq, but based off of that, like that that sort of maybe makes me think that there's some intel that's being floated out that uh, that has Dariq slipping to the back half of the first round, which is a uh, you know would be a real bummer if that happens. And I think a, a miss by a lot of teams, you know, sort of like uh, medicals uh, permitted. All that is a long way of saying. I mean, I guess now I would say lively. Um, because he's sort of like a fringy, like yeah. mid first round fringe back end of the lottery player. And like, I just think you can't, like, you already know what you're getting, which is like a defensive savant at center and, and a guy that's got some, some skills and some, maybe even a little bit more upside a- along with the rim running on offense. Look, I love, I love both players. Now let's talk about yeah, NC thanks. state's Turquavian Smith. Uh, there was talk that he could have been a late first round pick a year ago chose to come back to state economically does that pay off for him i mean i think we'll see uh draft night i mean he definitely in i mean part of this is we don't know how much you know Tequavion made uh playing of at state last year via nil probably a good chunk of money you know uh yeah. probably unfortunately though probably would have been less than you know whatever his rookie salary would have been assuming he's Correct. like the 25th pick in the draft last year, that's probably, a, you know, a couple of million dollars or, you know, just, just under two. I mean, we can look it up like all of that, all of those rookie scale contracts are slotted, but probably not the same type of Delta between like playing for free versus, you know, what he made via NIL. Um, unfortunately, you know, I don't think to play beyond uh, played himself like into the lottery this season, which is like maybe where he could have made up some of that number. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, but look, he, look, he wanted to come back and he loves, he loved playing at NC state. He wanted to come back and get this team to the tournament and have fun. And like, no, no matter how you slice it, that NC state team was the most fun, even for a first round exit in the right. tournament. I mean, how, when's the last NC state team that was that much fun. So I think he built a legacy here, which, uh, you know, you probably can't put like a direct uh, price on in terms of return on return on investment or whatever. But I think Terquavion still has a chance to, to slide into the back end of the first round. Um, I know he didn't have a great combine. I know he's still skinny. There are the defensive concerns. Right. Um, but I thought he showed real growth this season as a playmaker and as a passer and a guy that could like take care of the basketball, drew more fouls this season. You know what he can do as a shooter. He had a cold snap 
to, to end the year. But, but this guy's a big-time shooter, even if he is a little streaky. And I thought with the playmaking growth, uh, this guy's still an interesting bet in terms of the creation upside uh, for the next level. Brian Geisinger, PackPride.com. Uh, he joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Um, what, any other players from the Triangle area, whether they play in the area or even at Wake Forest uh, or from outside the area that are on NBA draft radars? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you were maybe trying to get at uh, – I mean, like I think there are a handful of guys that were like good college players that have at least gotten invited to uh, work pre-draft workouts and, and will, maybe they'll get a chance to play in summer league and maybe even pick up an Exhibit 10 contract and go into training camp. I mean, we're talking about Jarkel Joyner from NC State. We're talking about Davian Williamson from Wake Forest. Yeah. Like guys like that, that that maybe have a crack at it. I mean, unfortunately, like one of – this guy was one of my favorite players in the ACC this past season, Bobby Clinton, and, and a guy that I was right. really uh, bullish on going forward. But, you know, was a little bit older for a freshman uh, and decided to – uh, put his name in the draft. And then, yeah, this ended up turning into sort of like one of the more bizarre and, and also kind of like disheartening, uh, at least for the time being, experiences of the draft because, you know, it, it seemed like for a period of time, maybe he got like a, a, a promise of some kind in, in mm-hmm. the draft. So he keeps his name in. Um, he skips out of certain stuff at the combine. Um, and, and there were even even Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer had him mocked at 15, like in, <laughs> in his mock draft like two weeks ago, uh, which was ludicrous. I mean, if anything, Clinton was like a, you know, like early to mid second round pick, and in a guy that I like and I, I think will play in the NBA at some point. But ultimately, like he stays in the draft pool past the NCAA deadline. Then when he withdraws from the draft, now he can't go back to Wake Forest. He can't play college right. basketball. So he'll either have to go abroad or play in the G League and then enter the 2024 draft. These aren't like terrible options. Like he'll, you know, make money and, and play basketball and hopefully bolster his stock some. But uh, yeah, his agent or whomever else was around him. This was not. Uh, I I don't blame Bobby Clinton or Wake or anything like that. Um, this is the people around the handling the situation that I think really fumbled it and, and unfortunately put him in a, in a spot that, you know, limited his options for where to play basketball next year. Yeah, every my opinion is that every player has the right to make that I guess mistake, right? I I don't mm-hmm, for sure. I am I am a proponent of if you are eighteen years old then if you want to go into the NBA draft, you should be allowed to go into the NBA draft. I feel the same way about the National Football League. If you want to do that, you should be allowed to do that. Now, I understand collective bargaining agreements, so no, don't tweet at me, but don't you understand? I'm like, no, I understand it. My feeling is just that if you are of legal age, if you are an adult, you should be allowed to do that. I that that's the way I have always approached it. But I also understand why either leagues have age limit rules to protect really to protect teams from making too many mistakes because it is just an absolute guess whether or not somebody who is 18 uh is going to develop physically. You're hoping that you get it right, mm-hmm. develop physically to uh to be able to withstand an NBA season or an NFL Season. Let me ask you. Speaking of uh, of develop physically, do you have any reservations at all 
about, and we're talking with Brian Geisinger, uh, who covers basketball at all levels. You have any reservations at all about Victor Wimbenyama and his ability to stay healthy? It is tough for a guy who is seven four or whatever he is to not develop issues physically. Um, it, it's it's a pounding. It's a grind. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I mean, I let me let me... Let me, let me take this – let me start by saying I think with someone that size, of course, you have to have those concerns just because there is a, a track record and there's, like, you know, real, like, biological reasons to, to, uh, to sort of, like, understand why guys that size, um, you know, uh, can have injury concerns. And obviously, like, there's plenty of, like, you know, freak stuff that, that can happen when you're playing a lot of basketball, but – you know, you may have read some of the stuff that's that's come out about uh, Victor. Um, I want to say maybe Jeremy Wu from uh, who's been contributing to ESPN. Maybe you know he's written about this. There's probably been a couple of things, but just sort of like how seriously Wembenyama has taken, um, you, you know, really all parts of like you know the the pre-draft process. But one of the big things that he's been building up, ramping up for NBA play has been his conditioning, his stretch routine, his post-game and pre-game routines, and what he does, his diet. Like, he's he and his team around him have, I mean, they've built, like, kind of a fortress, and, and it's, I think, like, sort of tightened. I mean, there's not a ton of, uh, like, weak, weak spots in how they prepared him for this. So, you know, I don't think you have to worry about Victor. Um, you know, he's going to be in shape. He's going to do all the stuff that he can to hopefully uh, – have a, a long and uh, incredible career in the NBA. And and so ultimately I'm not too worried about it. I mean, like with everyone, you've got to have some injury concern and maybe it's slightly elevated for someone that's seven foot four with an eight foot wingspan. And <laughs> like there really isn't like an analog for There's no comp. Like a person of, of this size and, and uh, you know, athletic skill. So we'll, I guess we'll find out, but I, he is certainly going to do all the things necessary to like better his odds for having a long, sustainable career. Brian Geisinger at Geis underscore bird. I appreciate your time, my friend. I will talk to you soon. You guys be good. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.